Welcome to All Angles Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Hunt, and I'm excited for today's episode. We're going to chat through many tips that you can implement in your business during your slower or off season. And I say slower because as creative entrepreneurs, we know it's not really a slow season, right? Like we're still editing, we're doing all the tips that I share with you in this episode. But truthfully, if you've ever just wondered how to make the most of your off season, then this episode is for you. I'll chat through goal setting with you, evaluating many things in the back end of your business so that by the time busy season does start back up again, you're set up for success. We'll chat through content creating, finances, your workspace, and so much more. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. You are listening to All Angles, a business and photography podcast that truly hits on all angles of creating and sustaining a fulfilling photography career. Hosted by Claire Hunt, a former pediatric trauma nurse turned wedding photographer and educator. Every two weeks, Claire brings you tangible and actionable tips that help you improve your dream business, all while providing you some encouragement along the way. For marketing, client experience, travel, content creation, productivity, and more, grab your coffee, because we're about to hit on all angles of running your dream photography business. Welcome back to the show, friend. I'm so excited to dive into these nine tips with you on just how to make the most out of your slow season. But I do just want to say like none of these are in any particular order. And actually, the last one is the most important in my opinion. So stick around to hear more about that. But let's go ahead and dive into my first tip for you, which is to reevaluate your goals, what's working and what's not. This time of year, we're all beginning to reflect, and I really just believe in creating goals over resolutions. I used to think that I wasn't good at reaching my goals because I really just thought it was one and the same with resolutions, and it's definitely not. So let's chat about the difference there. A resolution is a decision to do or not to do something. It's more of an open-ended promise to yourself that's usually done around the first of the year. A goal, however, is your target and the desired outcome that you're hoping to attain. Goals have a definite and precise endpoint, and they can literally be created any time of the year. And if you've ever felt like you've been terrible at reaching your goals, I have a few tips for you on where I'd recommend for you to start because I can bet you just haven't had the right plan. Number one, I just want you to dig deep and really think about where you want to be in a year and what you want to have accomplished Number two, make each goal a SMART goal. So I'm sure you've heard of that before, but basically it just means making the goal specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Number three is to create a plan of overarching supporting actions for each goal that you have. Number four is to map out the daily or weekly tasks that you need to do in order to consistently push towards your goals. And number five, do a quarterly check-in and shift your priorities where needed so that you're able to still reach the goals that you created at the beginning of the year. If you've never actually written out your goals, I want to challenge you to start now for this next year. This is how you determine where you need help in reaching these goals and you can actually measure your success. 
If you would like to hear more on my process with making my goals, setting them, all of the supporting actions and like the tasks that I do and how I kind of set this up to be an organized approach, I am more than happy to share it with you. So just send me a DM on Instagram, but let's keep going on. So in addition to measuring your success and figuring out what's working and what's not, your marketing strategies are so important to revisit. Your marketing is really how you continue growing your business and get more and more inquiries and bookings. So I'd recommend looking at your top lead generators, see what marketing channels are giving you the most return. And if you're spending hours on something that's giving you nothing, then you may be able to determine that it's not worth your effort. It takes time to grow on any marketing channel and you do have to be consistent with it. So if you're feeling good about the top two or three marketing channels that you've been focusing on, you've got leads coming in through them, then maybe you can also just move on to mastering another channel to bring in even more inquiries and bookings. The second tip I have for you whenever it comes to making the most of your slow season, update your website. Improve your website in literally any way that you can. When we're in the middle of busy season, it's so hard to find the time to even just update in the slightest. So use this time when you're shooting a little bit less to update your photos and your copy to make sure that it's really targeting your dream couples. You definitely do not have to invest in a full website rebrand or a designer if you do not have the time or funds for that, but definitely make sure that your photos and copy are really displaying the ideal client that you're trying to attract. And I definitely say ideal client lightly, right? Because so much goes into knowing who your ideal client is, and it's so much more than just the surface level ideal client avatar, but you really just want to make sure that you're targeting the couples that you've loved working with with and help them navigate your site easily so that they do end up contacting you. I'd also really just ensure that your website communicates who you are, what you do, and who you serve. You want to stand out from the crowd because every single couple likely has 10 tabs open looking for their dream photographer. So I want you to just ask yourself, like, what makes you different? Why should they pick you over another photographer? And in answering these questions and writing the copy on your site, just make sure that it's mostly, if not always, talking about them rather than you. And that's really how you make your dream couple feel seen and like they can't help but want to reach out. My third tip for you whenever it comes to making the most of your slow season is to update your workflows, client guides, and overall process. I am always trying to improve my workflows within Dubsado, my CRM, and having workflows was really one of the first steps that I took in creating a streamlined client experience because instead of having to keep the next steps for every single couple in my head, my CRM was either automated to send out the next step without me having to click anything, or it notifies me of the next step for each project and I take action based on that. So I really just used my slow season to evaluate what I felt like was working well in my workflows, what needs to change, and maybe also any steps that I need to add. There's so much that goes into client experience, and if you don't have workflows set up, this is one of the first things I really recommend doing to improve your client experience. And if you want to learn more about client experience, why it's even important in the first place, the next steps you can take to improve it, then definitely listen to episode two of all angles.
My fourth tip for you for making the most out of your slow season is to set up or update your email templates. Just like if you don't have workflows set up, then you probably don't have email templates set up yet either. If you've ever had a question asked more than once, or you've had to send out the same sort of email more than once, then you need to create an email template for it. This will save you so much time when you're in the thick of busy seasons so that you're not spending hours upon hours trying to figure out the right things to say. And if you've ever struggled with knowing what to say or even the types of emails you should be sending and when, then check out the email templates on my website shop. There are over 25 emails in there that I use in my entire workflow that I'm so stoked to be sharing with you. So if you feel like that would serve you really well in your business right now, then the link will be in the description and show notes for you. My fifth tip for making the most of your slow season is to plan out your content for the next few months at least and any projects that you have coming up for the year. Any kind of content planning is so helpful, especially if you can take advantage within your slow season to map out your content pillars and exactly what you're wanting to share. And once you've determined your goals and the marketing channels that are working for you, or maybe that you actually just want to put more effort into, then you have more of a strategy behind your content. With a strategy, you can be really intentional about all of the content that you're sharing, either on Instagram, Pinterest, your blogs, your email marketing newsletters, and more. So it's really important not to just throw spaghetti at the wall and hope it sticks whenever it comes to your marketing and content. Your dream couples will come across your marketing in some kind of a way, and you really just want to be sure that everything you share content-wise is complementing each other. I personally love using Notion to help me organize all of my thoughts and all of my content planning. So either using some kind of physical or digital planning template is my top tip to not feeling super overwhelmed with this. My sixth tip in making the most of your slow season is to invest in education. So once you do map out your goals for the next year, evaluate the goals you didn't meet, what's working, what's not, you can use this time in your slower season to invest in your business where you know you need help. Maybe that could look like templates that you struggle to create for yourself, a course teaching you something that you're not the best at, a coach to really guide you through the next steps you need to take in order to grow, or even a coaching program to really master a topic in a really in-depth way. Every single time I've invested in my education, it's been a little scary only because you don't really know exactly what you're getting until you click that purchase button. And I'll tell you guys, I've had this happen many times to me because I've invested over $60,000 in my education. No joke. And I do this because I'm always learning, growing, and scaling. And whenever it comes to finding the right education for you or the right thing to invest in, it really does come down to knowing your goals and choosing someone who's done exactly what you're wanting to do so that you can see those same results that they have seen. Or if it's more of a template or a product that you're like, I need my hands on that. If you haven't been able to do it yourself successfully yet, then why not invest in someone who has created those resources for you so that you don't have to do it all on your own. Education truly is so invaluable and I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't chosen to invest in my education. And I'll just tell you guys in the spirit of transparency that my last biggest investment in education was choosing to hire my own business coach for this year. So I am paying her $2,500 a month for a year. So I'll let you do the math there. It's a lot of money. 
But like I said, it truly is so invaluable because she's already done what I'm hoping to do. And I just know that if I'm willing to put in the work and invest myself back into her education and how she's coaching me and the next step she's telling me I need to do, I'm going to see a return on that investment like no other. And that's been true for all of the education that I've done for the most part in that $60,000 that I shared with you guys. I really would not be where I am today if I hadn't chosen to take a leap of faith from the beginning, knowing that I really just didn't want to do it all on my own. And I was also ready to fast track and not do a lot of the trial and error. So if that sounds like you, if that sounds like something you're interested in, then I just really encourage you to figure out your goals, figure out where you struggle to really succeed by yourself, and then choose to invest in someone or something that can help you get there. I am looking for five wedding or elopement photographers who want to attract, book, and serve their dream couples within the next three months. Inside my coaching program, Book It, my students have gone from being ghosted to converting inquiries into bookings. Instead of marketing with no plan, they're positioning themselves as experts standing out in their market. They've gone from serving budget shoppers to raised prices, bringing in their dream couples. If your goal is more inquiries and bookings with couples you actually want to work with, you want to stop wasting your precious time trying to figure it out all on your own, and you want to get clear on the next steps you should take for your business in order to book out your calendar, then Book It is the group coaching program for you. To learn more and apply, the link will be in the show notes and description. I cannot wait to meet you and serve you and your business in this way. So let's get back to the episode. My seventh tip whenever it comes to making the most of your slow season is to update your cost of doing business, evaluate your finances, and raise your prices. It's so important to do monthly bookkeeping so that whenever it comes to the end of the year, you're ready for tax time, but it's also important to do this because whenever you're going through the year, you need to have actual statistics on how well your business is performing and how balanced your expenses are with your income. One thing most entrepreneurs, especially photographers and creative entrepreneurs, fail to do is really understand their finances and work towards financial stability and growth. If you've never read the book Profit First, I highly recommend it. It's definitely not the most fun read if you don't enjoy talking about finances or money, but it gives you so much advice on how to manage your income, invest, pay yourself, plan for retirement, and so much more. You definitely cannot ignore this as a business owner, so I will link my Amazon storefront for you guys in the description and show notes so you can check out that book. Highly recommend it. Additionally to knowing what your finances look like and your cost of doing business, I encourage you to raise your prices at least yearly. If you haven't raised your prices in a while, definitely do so now. Like pause this episode and go do so now. Because every year you're learning, you're growing, you're investing in your education, you're gaining more experience, you're up-leveling your client's experience with you, you're outsourcing so that you're not just a one-woman or man show, and more. So it's super important that your pricing reflects and accounts for all of that growth. 
Usually every single quarter, I will raise my prices or if I find myself getting really booked up, that's another cue that you might need to raise your prices. But I did just want to say that if you've ever been scared to raise your prices, then consider just raising each package a couple hundred dollars to start. And then from there, once you have maybe five to seven bookings at that price, then go ahead and raise again. Finances are like definitely not the most fun to talk about, but it's super important and I definitely recommend recommend doing this in the midst of your slow season. My eighth tip around making the most of your slow season is to revamp and organize your workspace. By the time we're all done editing galleries, we are probably so tired of sitting at our desks and I just really recommend that you revamp your space. If you don't even know what you really need in your office or things that can just make your work life easier, then check out the show notes and description for my Amazon storefront with all of my office essentials. But I really just want to say if you struggle with having this workspace that you're excited to work in or edit in and most days you find yourself wanting to go to the couch, then you can move your desk. Move where your desk sits. Maybe you move it closer to a window or get a plant or photos printed that inspire you. Grab a new candle, diffuse essential oils, place new furniture in the room that makes you happy, and so much more. So organizing your workspace, revamping it, and making sure it's not cluttered and it's functional is so important for productivity. I know for me, whenever I clean up my desk, my office is neat. I have a candle burning There's so much natural light, I'm comfortable and more. I feel so much more inspired to work in there versus on the couch and I know I get so much more done when I actually do work at my desk. So I just really recommend evaluating your office and figuring out how you can revamp and organize it. And like I shared with you guys in the beginning of the episode, I feel like this next tip is probably the most important, if not definitely the most important. So my ninth tip whenever it comes to making the most of your slow season is to rest. I could not end this episode without also saying that as creative entrepreneurs, we're always trying to grow or do the next thing, but we fail to rest so many times. And I mean really rest. Through the busy season, we're going hard all the time, whether that's with shooting most weekends or evenings, to traveling all over the place, and then having to edit everything we've just photographed. So I strongly, strongly urge you to take time to rest in your slow season. All of these previous tips are great, but you will not grow or scale in any way if you're burnt out and not able to give your clients your best. This cannot be skipped, and I just highly recommend figuring out how you can schedule your days off, use time blocking, and plan out your week so that you know you have time for rest, knowing that everything that's non-negotiable will get done. So if you're looking for more tips on productivity and just managing your schedule, check out episode six of all angles. So that's it, my friend. Those are my nine tips on making the most of your slow season. I would love to hear from you to know which one of these you most resonate with or what you're going to try first. And thanks so much for tuning in as always. I will see you guys in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'll be back in your ears with more photo biz goodness every two weeks, so be sure to subscribe to the show. If you're loving the episodes, I want to welcome you to leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify so the podcast reaches more listeners just like you. Also, it lets me know you enjoy hearing the most, and I promise it really goes a long way. 
If you're ready to dig deeper, save yourself time, and master all angles of running your dream photography business, I offer one-on-one mentoring, a coaching program for wedding and elopement photographers, and resources to make your business work for you instead of the other way around. Those links will be in the show notes and description, as well as any freebies and discounts mentioned in the episode. Until next time, my friend. Thank you.